Alrighty, what's going down? How, how's everybody doing today? Hello, 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 hello. Ryan Neal, safety Ryan Neal, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFL. This should be a big season for him. That is who my guest is today on The Rock Stops Here. Stories, 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 stories. I've really been away from NFL coverage and Buccaneer coverage, Major League Baseball, Rays coverage. It's called life. It's called home ownership. It's called frustration. It's called being a dad. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Life is not perfect. What's happening? All right, here's what we got. If you're new to the Rock Stops here, I interview, I bring on those that have made it to the top. Whatever field it is, mostly sports. And if you are a player, a coach, a media member, uh, an entertainer. How did you make it to the top? I only talked to those that may have made it to the top. And Ryan Neal is into his fifth season now in the NFL. He was he had a breakout year with the Seattle Seahawks. He was a, a undrafted free agent out of Southern Illinois. It's not a football hotbed, and he was undrafted, and he got his chance, and it was special teams. And then it was a couple of starts, and then it was spot starter, and then it was full-time starter and breakout year for the Seahawks. But with money and salary cap, they decided to let him walk. He's with the Buccaneers. He's very familiar with Florida, Tampa Bay. He's come down here to train for the last couple of years. He thinks he's in a good spot and a good defense with Todd Bowles. And he's he's good, man. He's good. He's a good dude. And he was more than happy to give me some time. So here he is. Okay, and then I'm going to hit you on my stories as I always do, tell you what's going on. Here, here for Friday Night Lights. I'll explain, but let me bring in my man, hard hitting safety. He's loving the aggressiveness of Todd Bowles' defense. Buccaneer, safety, Ryan Neal. All right, I am with Ryan Neal. New opportunity. He's just succeeded at every level, and now here he is, and now you're getting close to the regular season. How's everything been going? Man, just polishing everything up. You know what I mean? We put in the work this training camp, getting all the bumps and bruises out the way, and you know now it's time to put it all together, man. Like you said, it's getting closer. It's here, so got to be ready to rock and roll in this beautiful hot weather that we got and just uh, give it 100% of every play, and let's go do this thing, man. I love when you came here and you were on the microphone and you were just so much enthusiasm, just such a great speaker. I was like, man, he's got some personality. I mean, uh, where you came from mm -hmm. and then to get into the league mm -hmm. and then to do, you know, to get on the make the roster, then mm -hmm. the special teams and then to get the starts. Mm -hmm. Where where does where does that come from? Obviously, you have to have the physical yeah. ability. Where's that come from? Well, I mean, it just come where I come from. You know, what I mean, the way I was raised, my mom and dad, very spiritual, always in church, and then just my family, man. We always been a tight unit. Always been taught to work hard. Nothing is ever given to you. You got to work for everything, and that's just kind of the mentality I took throughout my whole entire football career. I mean, in my career, I've never been first pick. Never been a guy that's always been at the forefront. Always had to kind of come from the back to the front. So, you know, just my journey is what gives me confidence. You know, what I mean, going through all the adversities I've been through, and just believing in God. 
God, really, and it just it's all worked out. You know what I mean? Never been really worried about, you know, closed doors because there's always another way. You know what I mean? If a door closes, there's another one that's for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's all it's been, man, from practice squad to practice squad, from being cut and undrafted. It's just my journey that gives me confidence, and that's why I'm so enthusiastic because I'm, I'm blessed to be here. You know what I mean? It's just been it's been a great journey, and I can't do nothing but smile at that. Like I told somebody the other day, I've been one, and I won time and time again. So what I got to worry about? You know what I mean? It all works itself out. Now, when you were at Southern Illinois, you had a very good career. But again, it's not a big program. It's not SEC and stuff. Did you know at that time that you would make it in the NFL? Or were you like, you know, I'm playing good. I'm just going to see how it goes. When did you, when, when did it, when in your mind, did you know you could make it? Well, I will say this. I always had the feeling that I could do it. I'm like, I know I'm good enough to do it. You know what I mean? Now, the dominoes just have to fall in the right place. You know, I always had a great mentor, my older brother, who was the draft pick. I seen him get drafted in high school, seen him go through his career. So it was just like, no, I know I can do it too. You know what I mean? Just seeing that right, happen right next to me, I had all the confidence in the world. And, you know, coming out of Southern Illinois at the time, you know, we weren't, we weren't really winning a lot, didn't really have all the accolades, but it's just like, you know, like I told scouts who would call me over the phone, if you just bring me in camp and give me a shot, you won't tell me no. And I just know that it's nothing but just effort that gets you in. You know what I mean? You look at all the great athletes, effort's never been a question. And that's just kind of something I always just roll with and I always had the vision. Even when it didn't look like it, I always knew I could do it. So that's just all it was, just believing in the unseen. What was the experience like in Seattle? You found out now it's business, mm -hmm. yeah. you're here. But what was that experience like? Uh, I'm nothing but grateful for it, man. They, they took a guy who was just scratching and clawing to make it uh, and just allowed me to grow. You know what I mean? Allowed me to grow, allowed me to you know find out. I got to learn from some of the greatest you know players that ever play, and you know, like Bobby Wagner and KJ Wrights and people like that, just being able to follow them and see what they do. And they took me in too. You know, they never just let a practice squad guy just off to the side. If I asked some questions, they answered everything that I needed. And uh, you know, just the way the program is ran, man, it allowed me to be myself. You know, be myself and come to work and just do what I do best. And that's just give all, give everything I got. And you know, they gave me a shot and I, I took it and I never looked back. You know, all those times on the practice squad, you know, you playing against the one. You're playing against the starters, so if you're making plays on them, that should just give you confidence. You know what I'm saying? So it just allowed me to just get to, you know, get that, that rhythm down, that routine down, that, okay, no, I can play in this game for real, for real. And then when the time came, it all worked out. You know what I mean? But I'm nothing but grateful for the program, and I'm just thankful they let it, you know gave a kid a chance, man. Now, here you come to Tampa Bay. Very good defense, very aggressive defense, Absolutely. and Todd Bowles, one of the best leg D coordinators in the league. What have you noticed now that you've been here, you've seen? Again, a lot of it is vanilla. It's been the preseason. But what have you noticed here? Well, you know what? He, he does a lot, and it calls for you to know a lot. It calls for you to know more. And uh, in my career, this like I told him, this is the most I ever learned. And uh, having that pressure, just being around that defense, it's, it's the same guys. The same guys that was on the Super Bowl team, they have a standard. So walking in the building, it was like, okay, bring your piece to the puzzle. You know what I mean? Bring what you got to the table. And so this whole you know offseason training camp is just like, okay, how can I prove to these guys that I belong? You know what I mean? Of course, I've done my work where I was, but I'm here now. You know what I mean? And I got to introduce myself to them. Like, you know, I come here, you know, they don't really know me, so I got to make make them know me like no I'm here and I'm a piece that you need and I, I got to bring it every single day and so being around these group of guys has really up my standard like I love the pressure of being that guy that has to communicate a lot that has to be able to talk and work with the guys that I'm with and like I said bring your peace like they expect something out of me I already know what they gonna give me because I've seen it you know what I mean it's proven so just my whole thing is just prove that I can be a part of this brotherhood prove that I can be a part of this great defense that I'm in and just bring my peace man just a couple more now I know we know like my wife's like why do you keep talking about how hot it is we've lived here so long I'm like, because, man, I'm from North Georgia. I, I still didn't. Yeah. But 
you to experience it, but you also trained here. Mm -hmm. You were familiar with mm -hmm. this area. That combined with being in this defense, mm -hmm. do you think it was just meant to be for you? Man, you know what? Honestly, looking at it from hindsight, absolutely. I mean, I, I came in the league. I was training over there in Saddlebrook when I first got here and ended up training down in Sarasota, and it's just like I've always been around. So, And that was the benefit about training down here and going to Seattle. The weather's not the same. So like coming down here and running around in that humidity, that heat, I will go back up there and run forever. So it's just like, you know, I knew what to expect. You know what I mean? Coming into it, training with the helmet on, like, no, you're not going to be able to breathe out here. No one is going to be hot. Like, it's going to be humid. So, you know, it didn't catch me by surprise. So just being able to go through it and practicing it day in, day out, it's just, you know, it's been just coming to fruition, man. Just thankful that the work has just been put in. You know what I mean? So I've always been prepared for it. The last one is my advice, but before we get to that, mm -hmm. you guys, not a lot of people are predicting. They think mm -hmm. that the Bucks, man, are going to be fives wins, six mm -hmm. wins. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I'll tell you this much. Coming into Seattle, we had the same situation. Russ left, Bobby left. Everybody was like, what are they going to do? Gino, this and that, and third. Well, at the end of the day, when everybody's against you, you just look at everybody else and just go, you know what, forget y'all. It's just about us in here. We control the narrative. And that's just kind of, I'm grateful that I had that experience here. I get to bring that here. I don't expect nothing less than the people just to, you know, go ahead and shit on us. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? That's what they do. But all it takes is for you to just find the chemistry, get the brotherhood going, and then you shock the world, and then everybody's changing the story. You know what I mean? So it's nothing that I'm afraid of. I'm used to being an underdog. I'm used to being the one being slept on, all the other stuff. It's nothing new for me. And I hope that these guys feel the same way like they know where they came from they know where they got to so they know both sides of the coin as well so it's just like we just put it all together we trust each other in here we keep everything in the building we'll let them talk about what they talk about on the outside and we just go out and play ball and that's just how you do it beautiful here's how i ended how you have made it to the top you have made it in the nfl not only for football players, but for young people mm -hmm. in whatever they're going into. Mm -hmm. You have made it. What would be the best piece of advice you can give? Man, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't, you just got to believe in yourself more than what people believe in you. You know what I mean? Nobody can believe in you more than yourself. And, uh, you know, when you're, you're constantly the one that's being put in the corner on the back burner, like I tell the undrafted guys, especially the ones in my room, I am you. Like, you know what I mean? I am literally living proof of, yes, you can do this. And it takes day after day, work it out the workout, off season after off season to build this thing. And you got to be able to learn from the lessons, not so much dwell on them, but learn and move forward. Always making those changes, always giving 100% effort, staying prayed up, staying faithful to just what it is I'm, I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? I pray to God every day, whatever it is that my purpose is, I just want to follow and let that just fall into your will. And I'm cool with whatever happens to me. So it's just all the times that I've been cut, even in college when I had my spot, I took my junior year by my homeboy, Jeremy Chen. It was a lesson then. It's always lessons in everything that you go through. All you got to do is learn from it, take it, let it allow to create, because it creates you. Everything that you've been makes the person who you are. So all those things I've been through just made this person that I am now. And, it's, and I understand that one thing is I'm, I'm, I'm in a good position now, but there's still more to go. I've been walking a long ways, but there's still a long way to go. And I'm eager to just keep finding out what it is, what, what's the best version of me, just chasing the best version of you possible. And that's just what keeps me going. What a good man you are. All the success in the world. Thank you so much, Thank man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. I didn't even realize until after I had done the interview that his brother was a former Green Bay Packers linebacker. That's amazing to me. It's so hard to have one family member make it to the NFL or MLB or the NBA or the NHL and then to have a brother also. That, incredible, man. Incredible. And not big-time stud names, but just the will to make it to the top. Eric Burns is uh, he, hes an interesting cat. Uh, he's a former Major League Baseball player. 
And he does this thing on a network that he's trying to build no filter network, no filter network. Um, and I had him on the Rockstops here podcast and interviewed him on media row at the Super Bowl. Even though he's a baseball player, he's an extreme sports guy. Um, he's been on all the networks and he's doing his own thing now. And he does this show with, uh, Will Clark, and he is really amazing, but he's an interesting guy. And the one thing that I took, and I still think about this when I uh, talked to him in Phoenix at the convention center at the Super Bowl, he was like, I wasn't the most gifted baseball player. He went to college, I believe now it was UCLA, still wasn't you know, even the best on his team. But he said he told his dad, like, I willed my, he said he willed himself to be a major league baseball player. Like he said, I am going to make it to the major leagues. And he did whatever he had to do to make it. And he did. And it's really incredible. And guys like Ryan Neal, his brother, you know what I mean? Southern Illinois, they're not drafted. These are not big programs. And they're just going to do it. It's really something to see. And, and I'm, I'm lucky to have this podcast to be able to talk to these guys. All right. Now, I want to give a shout out to high school football Friday night lights. Friday nights around the country. They're really, if you have kids in a program, and it doesn't have to be on the football team. My daughter is a freshman in high school. She made the JV cheerleading team. She's in musical theater. She's in chorus. She's unbelievable when it comes to acting skills and ad-libbing. And, and she, you know, she's got it, okay? Um, but I, you know, I have been on a network to try to do high school football 24-7. And if you don't have kids or grandkids or nieces and nephews in a program, it's kind of hard. Like, the, the general public doesn't study, you know, high school teams and maybe, you know what I'm saying? But now that we have a daughter and in high school at this high school called East Lake High School, it's Upper Pinellas County, it's been really the first time that I've been like a father because my son did not play sports when he went to a high school, Mitchell High School. He's now 26 years old, Hunter. I mean, he was athletically inclined. I'd throw the ball with him. We played hoops, football, baseball, but it just wasn't his thing. That's fine. I don't push. Great. He had other interests. He's a laid-back kind of guy. Good young man. Very, very proud. But Addie guy likes to be in cheer, and, and, and it's great. It is great. So we've gone now to two Friday night high school football games here, and I love it. And now that I see that, you know, I'm a father of a daughter that's now a freshman in high school, I'm going to do everything in my power to be there. It basically is a social event. It's like going to a huge dance, a concert. You know, the football game is taking place, and those that are playing on the team, good for you, and I want you to do well and all that jazz. But the band, the uh Dance team, cheerleading team. Um, there's another group like uh, spirit team. And I'm just, I'm sitting there on a Friday night. Now, the first night it was very, very hot. Oh, it was hot. It was not bad at all. Uh, this second game, 
it was a little bit of a breeze. We're sitting out there, and with my with girls, like in in high school, and uh, I gotta be there, man. You know, there's a lot of kids. There was kids from other high schools because their high school wasn't playing. So these neighboring, you know, Tarpon Springs or Palm Harbor University or this and that, they were all there, boys and girls. But what I think that is really cool is like just to see the kids, it's still, yeah, I know it's 2023 and I know this is the age of technology and everything and you're connected to your device. No, they're not on their phones. They may glance at their phones. They may be carrying their phones. But I'm talking about high school kids, freshmen through seniors. They're there having a good time. They have a lot of energy. They're constantly moving up and down and over here and talking to friends and the place is packed and guys and girls and boys and girls. And it's just really cool to see. And it's cool to see the support. From family members, when their kid, the band gets out there, these bands are incredible. Or uh, the dance team or, you know, the cheerleaders or they put in just as much work. They And they have like-minded, you know, friends in their groups. And just to see, what, 5,000? And they're not on their phones. They're having a good time. It's still is not old-fashioned. It still works. Friday Night Lights. And it's really, really, really enjoyable for me to see and watch. And like I say, I got a daughter. I got to stay in shape. And I got to be around. Because I got to be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're a dad you and you got girls, and now they're in high school, you, you know what I'm saying. So I'm happy to be able to be there. And it's so, so cool. And I'm there as dad even though I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the teams and this and that. But again, this is not a uh, X's and O's sports podcast. But Friday Night Lights, it still is very, very, very cool for so many kids. And they're socializing. It's one big social event. And it's good. You need that. We didn't have that during COVID. Thinking about that the other day, my poor daughter, man. I, I was there listening, you know, from morning to night when the pandemic right in the heart of it everything was online sitting at the dining room table class after class everything online and then two hours of homework at night you're talking about you know what eight hours you know sitting in front of a laptop just oh my god man thank god we're past that so it's just really 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 good to see now home ownership oh I'm not going to get in too much detail, but the reason why, well, number one, there's been a break. Now it's the full NFL season. Now here we go. But there's been that little bit of a lull between the preseason and the regular season. For me, coverage of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my hometown team here that I cover regularly. The Rays had a, like a, last week they were away. I needed it because... Oh, my God. The one thing that I noticed when I went back to New Jersey two weeks ago, the the lawns, they're so green. They don't have all the diseases we can get down here in the heat and humidity and the moisture. Oh, my God. You could lay down. No, no red ants, you know. And they don't have to do anything. You just get to mow. Mow your grass. And down here, I am on my fourth company to treat lawns. The one company... 
one one spray, one day, 15 minutes, destroyed it. Destroyed it. One side is hay. And we get the letter from the Homeowners Association in 14 days. You got to get this lawn out, the dead grass and new. And I have been out there, man, trying with my, oh my God. Have you ever tried to take up a dead lawn? It is a pain in the ass. Oh my God. We'll see. So again, I'm on my fourth service. Back and forth. Oh, it's just chinch bug. Chinch bugs. This thing is dead. It's hay. Oh, and it was all during when the storm was supposed to be coming and just dealing with all that and knowing. And my wife had really wanted me to plant some plants and flower, make it look nice, curb appeal with the bushes. I got a dead damn lawn. I pay for a lawn service to cut it. And this is on my third, now my fourth company. And I paid and I got a dead lawn and, and I'm back breaking and it's not cool out to you know it's warm out there so anyway blah and it's just taking up my time have you ever had something where it really shouldn't affect you but it just takes up so much of your energy negative you know energy negative energy and the phone calls to the company and then they send out a supervisor and oh well we got to do this and that and this and that but we you know no 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 it's just caused by chinch bugs chinch bugs you know mole crickets deaden it so anyway, it's just, it's been taking up so much of my time. I was out there, hand, we don't have a sprinkling system. So to try to get a lawn, I thought that maybe I could. So I was day and night trying to get out there and water it. And then there's restrictions. Then you can't put down this certain type of fertilizer. And this part of Benalla's until October. So you got to wait on that. So anyway, it's just, it's taking up a little bit of my time. I am ready to get back to what I do. I cannot stinking wait. Believe me, can not stinking wait. Um, what else we got going on? My my, uh, we've had a oh 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 oh. I gotta mention this. Thank you to my man, one of the two that run this wonderful company as Radio Influence. My man Jerry. He lives not that far from me. Now, we survived the latest hurricane. Very, very fortunate. I don't, I don't, I fear Mother Nature. I respect Mother Nature. Let me put it like that. I respect Mother Nature. And one turn, and where, where I live, where we live, low-lying area, sea level, Surrounded by a lot of water, the Gulf of Mexico. If we get a direct hit, look out. And it turns your life upside down. Yeah, you got insurance, but insurance sometimes when you put in the claim, was it wind damage? Was this? No, this was not flood. We're paying for flood and this, but this might not be covered. And it's a mess. Meanwhile, you got a roof blown off. You got your stuff is, you know, oh my God. So between what I got going on with my lawn, the homeowners association, the companies, and then here comes the hurricane. Now, it looked like it wasn't going to be a direct hit. It was going to be 125 miles out on the coast. We'd still get some effect. But I'm down here now over 25 years. Like I say, I don't poo-poo it. A lot of people do. No, I don't. 
but I also don't freak out. And my man Jerry had a post. He went to the local Publix and a fight broke out over a loaf of bread. Over a loaf of bread. People were losing their shit. And I saw it too. Just crazy. Crazy. Every single water jug and water bottle, bread, so much food. And then what happens is you, you got all this food and you're sitting in, you're kind of waiting for the storm. And what are you going to do? You start eating. And then you eat a lot of stuff that's non-perishable and then your stomach and you're full and you're not feeling it. It's just, you know, and a little bit of it is, you know, normal. Now, if you're only renting you, it's not as much of a uh, stressful situation. Yes, you might still lose some of your belongings, things like that for hurricane hits, direct hit, category three, four, something like that, maybe two. But I remember a girl that worked at Bay News 9. She couldn't stand the area. She was from outside the area. She didn't like it. I think I went on like one fun date with her or and she was saying that she was hoping Tampa Bay gets hit by a hurricane. She rented. She didn't care. I'm not kidding you. I'm not going to mention her name. It was a long time ago. But she rented and she didn't like the area. Um, but if you're a homeowner, and you know, you got family and all that jazz, you know, it's, it's an unnerving. And... You know, the gas, people freaking out at the gas pumps to get your gas and this and that. So this one, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, I had to make sure we had flashlights. I got these little things at Walmart, little ten little tiny things that you can just boom, pull them. They got battery driven. They'll last for, you know, X amount of hours, stuff like that. Don't have a generator. We don't have the hurricane shutters, all that stuff. Too much. So... I went to, my, my, my wife and daughter were going to the Y. It's the night before, supposedly, the storm is going to hit. The YMCA was still open. They were going to go. Addie sees her friend. They also get a workout. It's great. It's kind of like social, but also you get a little workout in. So they go to the Y. I said, can you drop me off at the bar? It's a little sports bar. Because this way I don't have to worry. I'm not going to, you know, drop. can you drop me off? Great. I get in there. I I still don't have a vibe. Like they don't, they ignore me. Like it's kind of, it's just, I'm not a, I don't fit in at this place. So I have to make the conversation. I have to keep telling a story or two, whatever. I sit at the bar. Anyway, the girls are, I already did my workout early in the day. I'm going to crank a couple of beers here. They'll pick me a backup. We're only all in 10 minutes, eight, 10 minutes away. But the fact is I'm not, I don't have to drive. You know what I'm saying? So, and people are just talking, you know, they've got the hurricane coverage up on one or two of the screens. I'm surprised. Usually in a sports bar, you don't have the news. There was a guy that I knew that he would go into a sports bar and if they had news on, he would give the bartender 20 bucks to take that news off. Like the last thing you want to do is see news. You want to hear some good music. You're there to chill. You know what I'm saying? The last thing you want to do is see news. But they had it on in one of the, the weather channel. And then they had some, and, and the conversation was just going around. Hey, have you prepared? No, I didn't prepare. One guy, he owns a nursing home or something. And he said, I did, the, I did what I had to do for Florida Code in my business, in my house. Nothing. Another one. I hadn't done nothing. You know, you put in the stuff from the lanai or you put in stuff if you got a patio that might not blow away. 
I did that with my neighbor. Sometimes the neighbors are walking by. I think we'll be okay, this and that. You always, some neighbors you never even talk to, but when a hurricane is on the way, I've noticed that over my years here. A little bit more conversation, you know, what's, you know, how you doing? Yeah, I hope my roof makes it. I hope we don't get the wind. It's going to be storm surge, this and that. But the consensus was going around, um, you know, eh, I'm not going to do that much. So then came time. One guy, he's here. He must have money. He's got expensive cars, man. He, I don't know what he does. Actually, I do know what he does. It's nothing illegal or anything. You never would know. But he had a Rolls Royce outside of uh, the Anytime Fitness when I went to work. It's a little shopping area. Then he had an Austin Martin outside. And they were all like, what car did you take now? What car did you take now? He says, uh, hey, a hurricane's coming. Let's do shot. Let's do a shot. I'm not a shot guy. I'm beer. But you know what? If somebody's, uh, and I did, and this guy, these people don't, they don't take to me. And so he's going around. Everybody knows everybody at this local bar. You want a shot? Yeah. You want a shot? Yeah. You, you, hey, a hurricane's coming. We got to do a shot, right? It's uh, <laughs> okay. What about you? I said, I'm good. All right. So I want to tell him when I do see him, I appreciate you offering me a shot, but I don't know you. You guys don't know me. I don't know you, so you don't have to feel like you have to buy a shot. He must have bought, wasn't a lot. I would say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven shots. How much is that? How much is that? Um, and everybody was smiling and like, cheers to the hurricane. Boom. I've been, I've been in the past because I've lived here so long now. I've been at a couple of just parties or bar before, the night before the hurricane. And it's kind of surreal because you're, you're partying, you're partying, you're partying. And then you go home and then the winds, it's always, it always seems to hit overnight. Always, always. And if you really start hearing it, it's hitting the, hitting the, and you're worried about some of the trees. I've always had trees around me, you know, and stuff like that. So all in all, though, all in all, everything went good. We were okay. So it was just, you know, and then here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Like I worked at a local TV station. I did sports for 18 years. But when a hurricane or a tropical storm is coming, it's all hands on deck. Everybody has to do news. You got to work 12-hour shifts. You got to make it to your shift. Even if it's bad, you got to make it. And for the most part, stations do pretty darn good. with the. But if you keep watching it, and you're watching it two, three days out, and it's on 24-7... It's, I think it plays with your mind mentally. It gets you so hyped up and worried. You think, you see this cone of uncertainty. You see the big swirl, the big orange swirl. And you're like, oh, it's, devastation is on the way. And usually they'll come back with this bumper music that's very ominous, you know, ominous. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I was in it. I did it. I went over this. I was, uh, I was supposed to go to the Manatee. EOC, they call it, the one year. 
And we were driving over the, there's a bridge down here in Tampa Bay called the Skyway Bridge. A lot of people have jumped off it, committed suicide. They have the hotlines up there at the top. They've now put in a fence. So you can, it's going to be very hard to jump over on top, over that fence and down. And uh, we were driving to Manatee and, and we stopped at the top and the winds were coming and the rain hadn't started yet. And I did a little stand up up there and all, oh, you know, I'm going to be covering Manatee County and the winds here. And I got down there and then they got a complaint when I got there. They're like, your guy is the mayor called from like Bradenton or whatever. He's like, your guy's hyped it up, man. He went on the top of the, the, uh, the Skyway Bridge, you know, you stop, tell him to stop hyping it, you know. And then I'll never forget. This is my last story. I was down there overnight. I had an overnight shift and I had to do reports once an hour. They would go to each county, you know, with the 24 seven coverage from midnight to like, uh, 8 AM or 10 AM or maybe it was 10 PM to 8 AM, something like that. So once an hour, I would step outside this EOC, a county building, government building and I would do my stand up you know blah 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 blah, 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 blah. here in Manatee County make sure you stay off the roads it's treacherous even if you think you can drive uh, if you stay in shelter all that jazz boom 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 I'm doing it each hour so the sun comes up the security guard that worked at this government building just lost it and he goes I can't stand it anymore this storm is gone Come here. He brings me outside. He points to the the sun. He's like, it's gone. That storm is now in Georgia. You keep hyping this damn thing. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just doing my job. He's like, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll call. I called the assignment desk and I said, hey, man. This county government worker thinks I'm. Uh, we shouldn't be hyping this anymore. Like the storm is out of here. <laughs> I got a response. I don't remember who it was. Said keep the hype alive through morning drive, which would be nine a.m. Uh, now look. There's all different kind of workers. Maybe somebody was having a bad day. Maybe somebody was, I don't know. But for the most part, the stations around here are pretty damn responsible. I'm just saying that you cannot get sucked in. And that's the only thing that you keep watching. I didn't watch. My wife didn't watch the hype. I know they get huge ratings when these storms are coming. And when, we, when you don't watch, you're calm. Okay. We get water. We got flashlights. Hopefully we don't lose power. We're ready to go. Everything's been moved in. And here we go. So, you know, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Made it through everything. I will eventually make it through this, this, this launch situation with disease and the homeowners association. My wife is happy. My daughter is happy. School, the school year is going good, and uh, thank God, thank God, we still have our health. So, all right, man, that's about it for today. Who do I got next week? I do have a pretty good one. It's not that long. He's a, a running backs coach with the Buccaneers. His name is Skip Pete. His brother was Rodney Pete. Remember Rodney Pete, quarterback. His wife, Rodney Pete's wife, was a famous actress. His dad 
uh, was a former coach in the NFL. Interesting. Very interesting. And who knows what else? I might start mixing this up a little bit. I don't want it to just be uh, sports people. And I'm always going to give you the stories. Story, story, story. So if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Maybe even leave a comment. And uh, we'll do it again next week. God willing, right? God willing. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there, guys.